What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're located in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ as the host. They are at the wheel, they are at the helm, and they are steering this ship through this crazy storm and through these crazy waters that we call life. But as I always say, fear not. That's what it says at least over 365 times in the Bible. Fear not, because as long as you give up your life and you surrender to God, He will steer your personal vessel into a safe harbor and finally give you peace. So welcome. Glad to have you here. Thank you for joining us here at His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. And we're going to be reading out of the book of Psalms. We're going to be doing uh, Psalm chapter 7 and Psalm chapter 8. We're going to keep it a little light today with the 1% with Him because um, I want to get right into the His Hardline discussion. I don't want to go too late um, with that show. Because I have a about a thirty minute piece I need to I'm going to be playing and pausing and discussing as we go through that piece and kind of pointing out key things. Uh, so anyway, but welcome to this show, One Percent with Him. And again, the reason it's called One Percent with Him for those of you that may be new to the channel, the reason it's called One Percent with Him. It's a daily Bible reading that I do, and the reason I say one percent. I call it 1% with him is because I always encourage people to spend at least minimum 15 minutes a day reading at least one chapter a day in the Bible and spending a little time with your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in prayer. And 15 minutes when you break it down in percentages based off of a 24-hour period is about 1%. And so that's why it's called 1% with him. And I encourage people to, you know, spend that minimum, you know, that amount of time minimum you know, like I said, in the Bible and in prayer. And so anyway, but before I forget, it is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. Happy Tuesday. Hope everybody has been having a good start to their week so far. So we're going to get right into this. All right. So Psalm chapter seven, and today I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible. All right. Verse one, O Lord, my God, in you, I have taken refuge. Save me from all those who pursue me and rescue me, or he will tear my soul like a lion, dragging me away while there is no one to rescue me. O Lord, my God, if I have done this, if there is injustice in my hands, if I have done evil to my friend or have plundered my enemy for no reason, Let the enemy pursue my soul and overtake it, and let him trample my life to the ground and lay my glory in the dust. Selah. Arise, Lord, in your anger. Raise yourself against the rage of my enemies and stir yourself for me. You have ordered judgment. 
Let the assembly of the peoples encompass you and return on high over it. The Lord judges the peoples. Vindicate me, Lord, according to my righteousness and my integrity that is in me. And please let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous. For the righteous, God puts hearts and minds to the test. And I'm going to pause there for a second. Indeed, I like this line. Please let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous. For the righteous God puts hearts and minds to the test. And I tell you what, it certainly feels like that now. It feels like our, you know, our hearts and minds are definitely getting put to the test anymore these days for the last two years. Continuing on. My shield is with God, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge and a God who shows indignation every day. If one does not repent, he will sharpen his sword. He has bent his bow and taken aim. He has also prepared deadly weapons for himself. He makes his arrows fiery shafts. Behold, an evil person is pregnant with injustice, and he conceives harm and gives birth to lies. He has dug a pit and hollowed it out, and has fallen into the hole which he made. His harm will return on his own head, and his violence will descend on the top of his own head. I will give thanks to the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Now, what does Psalm chapter 7 mean? Now, Scripture does not really indicate exactly which situation inspired David to write this particular psalm, but there were times when David was pursued by the enemy who looked to kill him. And so 1 Samuel chapter 24 includes one such moment of danger where David expresses thoughts very close to those seen in this passage. The middle verses of Psalm indicate David is responding to false accusations, and these may have come from the person named in the title of the Psalm, but no further information is really available about Cush the Benjaminite. And so inviting God's judgment can be a risky proposition for good reason. And David is confident, however, that these accusations are false, and so he emphasizes his innocence by accepting whatever punishment God might apply. And I tell you what, if there is one thing I probably would do too, especially if it comes to trying to prove my innocence, yeah, I would I would invite God's judgment immediately as well. I'd say, come on, God, if I am guilty of these things, then I accept any punishment that you bring upon me. But those words would not follow up with any type of action, especially if you were innocent of any wrongdoing. And so this is somewhat like a modern person saying, you can take me to jail if I'm lying. Which I and I would beg to say that that's not really a good comparison. But when they know that they are telling the truth, you know, the thing is, is that David is not literally asking God to do these things to him, but rather he is highlighting his confidence that those claims are indeed false. And so rather than seeking revenge of his own, David just simply calls on God to issue judgment. He recognizes the Lord's role as a perfect, all-knowing God who is always, who will always come to the right conclusions. And so David prays that the consequences for sin will fall on those who are attacking him. And so David's confidence in God allows him to leave all judgment to the Lord. And he knows that God sees the evil men do every day. And trusts that his response will be righteous. 
And quite honestly, that's all I really hang on to anymore these days when I see all, you know, the stupidity in the world. And so in closing the psalm, David depicts the Lord as a warrior preparing for battle. And the evil person faces a god with a bent bow and a sharp sword. For their part, the evil person deliberately instigates evil, fosters it, and brings about lies and injustice. The end for the wicked person is to suffer from their own sins. Even the traps they lay out for other people will, in the end, be a part of the judgment against them. Free from those concerns, David can worship and honor God with praise. And then we get into the next chapter, chapter 8. It reads, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You who have displayed your splendor above the heavens from the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have established strength because of your enemies to do away with the enemy and the revengeful. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you think of him and a son of man that you are concerned about him? Yet you have made him a little lower than God, and you crown him with the glory and majesty. You have him rule over the works of your hands. You have put everything under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the animals of the field, the birds of the sky, and the fish of the sea. Whatever passes through the paths of the seas, Lord our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. That was beautiful. And so with Psalm chapter 8, it cites in early Hebrews to defend the idea that God would send a human Savior. And this passage praises God for his amazing power and creation while marveling at the idea that such a being would give any further thought to something as frail and limited as man. And so the psalmist David notes the incredible power God displays in nature. And this echoes comments from Psalm 19.1 and even Romans 1.18-20. And God's influence on the natural world is obvious. And it should lead people to recognize him. Here in Psalm 8, a comparison is made between the scope of God's vast creation and the nature of humanity. And so the same God who made massive stars and immense cosmos... And innumerable planets also made us. And it's like, it's this contrast which basically amazes David and who is awed to think that God would care about insignificant people when he has also made such mighty things. And David is also amazed at the fact that God would grant such limited beings such an important role, that these frail limited beings are the ones God has chosen to superintend his creations. And so Paul echoes a similar thought when explaining how God chose fragile human beings to carry the immense power of his gospel. And the awe this contrast inspires leads David to proclaim that God's name is truly majestic using a Hebrew term that means excellent, exalted, or great. And so that is the... Um, reading of Psalm 7 and book uh, chapter 8. Like I said, we're going to keep it a little light today because I have a, you know, a, a pretty big show coming up next and I'm trying to make sure I can get done at least 15, you know, 15 to 10 minutes, you know, to the top of the hour, nine o'clock, because I'm trying not to let these shows go too crazy, you know, in length. 
but I'm glad you've came, you know, you have come here to his hard line to spend at least 1% with him. And when I say with him, not me, God and Christ. And so we're going to end this on a prayer. If I can find my music. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you have given us. Thank you for this day. We appreciate the gift of work and thank you for our motor skills that give us the ability to see and hear, smell, taste and touch. You know, these are things that we often take for granted. The ability to walk, the ability to put our hands through the soil in our garden. The ability to see a a beautiful smile on a little child, smiling with joy. These are the little things in life that we often forget and forget to appreciate because there's many people out there that don't have the ability to experience these simple pleasures of life. So we thank you for all these things. Thank you for the words of your good book. Help us gain discernment and understanding from these lessons and words that you have in your Holy Bible. Guide our thoughts, guide our actions, guide our words. And we ask for your forgiveness because we come to you, Father, for repentance, not just individually, but collectively. We pray for this nation. We pray for our enemies. We pray that our enemies have a moment of realization and come and fight for the good side, your side, for the righteous side. So we pray for that. So thank you, Father, for all that you offer us. Even though we're not worthy of it, you give us these things and these experiences because we are worthy in your eyes. Even though we may not understand it, we know that we are worthy in your eyes. And and with that, I want to say thank you. We pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, if I hadn't said it lately, I'm going to say it now. Thank you for being a listener here. Thank you for being a patron of this channel. Thank you for sharing it if you had shared it. And if if you haven't, if you wouldn't mind, copy the link. Copy the link from the address bar of this show or click the share button, get the link, share it via email or text or, you know, you could post it on social media. I don't care. Just get people over here. We need to keep growing this channel out. It's amazing. I looked at my analytics the other day, actually earlier today, as a matter of fact, I am just about there to break 20,000 downloads in just six months. Now, I know that small potatoes compared to a lot of podcasters out there, but for a channel like this, who only has a little over 200 listeners, like subscribers, I should say, right? Subscribers. I don't even like using the word subscribers because it's, you know, but people who follow this channel, right? They, they, they take the extra couple of steps and click follow the channel, which I appreciate. But compared to the amount of uh, followers, I will say, uh, I see in the analytics, I have well over 1,100 listeners that have come to this channel. 
and I have reached 20,000, just about hitting 20,000 downloads. And I am humbled at that. And for that, I want to say thank you because that's, this is all, that's all for two reasons. One, it's because of God and be because of God is maybe because why, you know, is, is the reason why he led you here at this channel. Among other channels, I'm not saying this is the only channel that I believe, you know, to be, you know, um, direct uh, control of God because he has many podcasts. He has many news networks. He has many companies and businesses and households and marriages that he is a part of. He's the center of. He is the owner of. We are just stewards here on this earth. And so I give all the glory to God and I say thank you to him first off for having the ability to be able to have this responsibility to put out these words for you all to hear. And I thank all of you for coming here. I will do my absolute best. I pledge to you all that I will do my absolute best to make sure whatever I put out here is solid, factual truth. And if I get it wrong, and it's not a matter of if, but when I get it wrong, I do expect you to correct me. Send me an email, which by the way, speaking of emails, my email, I don't know why Dynadot is doing this. This is uh, the web service that I use for my web hosting, but the email service that comes with my web hosting, they're deciding to cancel it, not just for me, but all customers. I guess they're just doing away with that service. I guess not many people use it, so they're doing away with it. So if you're emailing me at jmjdirect at hishardline.com, that email is no longer going to be working as of October 1st, I guess. So I have one more solid month before uh, before it goes away, but I'm just not even using the email. So if you need to email me, you can reach me at jmjdirect at protonmail.com. That's jmjdirect at protonmail.com. So I just wanted to put that out there for you all. So anyway, I think that's all I have for you today. And I wish you all a good night, a happy, you know, just a happy, happy evening or morning, wherever you're at in the world. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the other side for his hardline discussion. And uh, if I don't see you on the other side, we'll be back here tomorrow for another 1% with him. I bid you all adieu and have a great night or day, wherever you're at. All right, bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. out our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.